straight in. Frugal. How you doing, man? Did, did you say frugal? That was the uh, that was the Nathan Redmond ball there for Minamino to run in and slap it home with the outside of the bizzle. Jeez, for Roadman, what do you call him? Roadman Hassenhutl. Roadman Ralph. <laughs> he does look like he does look like a like a poster boy for JD Sports, isn't he? He looks like one of them the like proper trackied out goons with the black gloves and stuff. I'm not gonna lie, like, I feel like he's a proper German roadman at heart. That's what it is, man. You know what I mean? When he's not when he's not playing, like he's probably got like a tracksuit on when he's at home and there's, you know what I mean? <laughs> he's got a tracksuit on twenty four seven, like in bed, he's with his missus. Yeah, when, he, when he's going to a smart occasion, he's like he's putting on his smart trainers and, you know, he's got his little Nike tracksuit on, fitted hat, new era fitted hat. You know, he's looking clean. Jeez, jeez, jeez. It is. Two, two of your boys looking very clean. Beer rap and banner. Myself, English, Ben English in the plizzes. Yep, yep, yep. Most definitely your boys, Saka and Smith Rowe, coming to you live with another episode of the Arsenal Academy. <laughs> um Beer up about an episode, what are we saying? 85, it says here in the notes. Flying. Flying in February. Without, we're without Ryan. We're without Ashley. Obviously, they do the play on podcast with us. Make sure you can check us out on all podcast platforms. Uh, it's just us two, the original the original one to link up, man. How you been, Cal? Original week? one to link up, see? Um, pull up. Pull it, pull it, pull it, pull it. Hey, man, I'm absolutely loving all of the football we've been at. Uh, treated to during this global pandemic I, i've got a love-hate relationship with it because the fixes are coming so thick and so fast it's frustrating missing games and not being able to watch everything but then at the same time we've got all this extra time on our hands and stuff so it, i guess you know having a, a congested fixture schedule right now helps us to take away from the gloomy reality of our situation man so that's me man i've just been enjoying all of the football man you know how about yourself um, yeah, I've been watching football where I can. Um, obviously, the birth of my, my my baby girl, baby Aurora. Just been looking after her and looking after the, my wife, making sure everyone is well fed, well rested. Just being a house husband slash father slash husband slash worker and doing work as well and doing everything so hats off to everyone out there with the kids raising the kids and hats off to all the dads out there i know we've got a lot of dads listening big up the mums as well but definitely big up the dads who were putting in a shift big up the single dads or the dads with you know a partner um all type of dads my two dads did you remember that about the two was it the gay dads oh no it was the girl who had two dads like a biological dad and a and then a, uh, a foster dad i think or maybe it was gay dads. I can't remember. But big up the dads still. What are you talking about? A TV show? Yeah, there was a TV show called My Two Dads. Uh, for some reason, I was picturing Ryan Reynolds. There was a TV show he did back in the day with a similar thing, weren't there? That could even be it. I'll have to YouTube that. I'll search it. Sorry. But yeah, big up the dads. Uh, I know we've got Mother's Day soon. But um, yeah, so I've just been good, man. Sorry to answer your question. And I uh, finally went out for a run yesterday, listening to some new music, which we're going to jump on. Uh, mm. I think get get straight onto the music if you like. There's been so much going on. Obviously, we didn't drop an episode a few weeks ago, so forgive us for that, listeners. Um, but you had play on football to to keep you entertained, and if you're not into football, then this is the podcast for you. No diggity. You know no what? Doubt. I'm a bit disappointed in myself because I was trying to think of a kind of a joke or something funny that rhymed with Aurora, and I just I just got nothing. Oh man, I got a few. We got uh, ignore her. <laughs> Adora 
Oh. Fedora. Um, Mora. <laughs> right, you don't want to call her Lucas Mora. Gee, she's got a forehead like Lucas Mora. <laughs> I, think, I think we're better off sticking with this. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. Wait, I've got a baby. Her name's a. And I've got a baby. Her name's Aurora. She loves to dribble like Lucas Mora. Hey. When she starts screaming, I can't ignore her because when I do adore her, um, come on. No cap, no fedora. Come on. Bars, bars. Don't want, don't want, don't want. That's a no cap, no fedora. All right, all right. Okay, slow down, son. You're killing him. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to start writing some bars, you know. Listen, go I'm easy not... on it. Go easy. Go easy, easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe I'll start rapping to her. I've started to put together a playlist, a, a dad playlist. That's that that is a, a prime example of the modern day dad. Like I, I was creating a playlist for um for her to sort of while I'm changing her or just having the car. And I shared it with Ashley, actually. And there's a few there's a few records on there about fatherhood and stuff. So um, big up all the dads. Uh, leads us nicely on to music, man, um, which I'm going to just kickstart with, if you're right with that, Cal. Let's go. Um, so there has been a lot of music. I'm just going to go straight in. Obviously, Gets dropped Conflict of Interest. I hope you listen to that. No. Um, Oh, come on. You need to get on it, son. You need to get on it. You need to get on the it's top. Only, it's only just come out, man. You know, it, you know I've stuff to do. That's it, what I'm saying. I've got stuff to do, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, I hear you. The only way I managed to listen to it is because I went on a run. But can I just say, first of all, conflict of interest by Getz. Mate, Getz, get old Reggie. Take a bow, son. Take a bow. What a project. Reggie. That's his name. That's his I name. Know. I know, but it's just hilarious to hear you say it. There's the lyric he says, he goes, uh, Gets, does he say, gets Reggie, Kate, Kate, um, gets, get old Reggie, all the same fellow. They're trying to break me down, trying to break me down like Lego. They're calling me an angry K A N O. Like, yeah, not that's not on the album. That's an old bar, but this is a very, 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 very solid project. And if you're a fan of Gets, if you're a fan of Gets, sorry, sorry, then you're gonna love this album. If you're new to Graham, um or you're new to it, then you're going to really enjoy it. I, I recommend you go back and check out his like earlier projects, obviously. Um, Get a Gospel and... Uh, what was the other one before that? Not Freedom of Speech. Um, Get O 2000 in Life or something like that. Testament? No, even even before that. Even before that, but boom. It is... It's This is a real solid album, like very mature... Um, I'm trying to find their name, but anyway, this 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 sick. It's got everything, man. It's got everything. It's got flipping. I, I'm I'm putting him up there as like pound for pound. He's 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 got to be in the argument for top three selected now, easily. Oh, I've got his I've got his discography up here. We've got 2000 and Life. There we go. That's the first one I meant. That's that's like the 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 first project after sort of Nasty Crew and mm. yeah, that is Crease. That's the Genesis 2000 and Life. And uh, followed by Ghetto Gospel, and then that's the free- classic Freedom of Speech. I think Ghetto Gospel is probably the introduction to most people. Most people probably jumped on the Gets Wave around there. Um, Freedom of Speech, Calm Before the Storm. He did an EP called Merry Christmas in 2010. That is something I have. Wow, what is that? Momentum in 2011, Rebel with a Cause in 2014, Momentum 2 in 2014 as well. 653 in 2015, Gale Gospel, the New Testament in 2018, and his latest release, Conflict of Interest. 
just non-stop working, non-stop he's, working. He's, he's got a solid career, man. I watched a little documentary on him the other day. Yeah, I need to watch that. I, I think I posted it or someone posted it, but I need to watch that. Um, how did you find it? Yeah, man, I thought it was kind of interesting, like talking about showing us the evolution of Gets. That's what it's called. If anybody wants to watch that, go Google the evolution of Gets. You can catch that on his social media channels and on YouTube. Um, I think I came across it via Grime Daily. Um, but yeah, man, I, when I saw that, that got me hyped for the album. But I just ain't checked it out yet. But looking at the track listing, man, wow. I mean, Dave is on there. Vetch 3 2 is on there. Giggs is on there. Storms is on there. Parcel Lou is on there. Emily Sunday. Ed Sheeran. Like, he's gone in Skepta. Like, the, the, the goddamn JK's hard as well. Like, the features on this thing alone make this, yo, this is make this look like this is something definitely worth checking out. Uh, yeah, yeah, phenomenal. Like, it is, it is really good, man. And, like, I give it a few listens, like I said. And even just firing off the names there, um, the Mozambique record with JK and Moonchild, I think, she's South African, that got a lot of spins on Radio 1. That's what people will be familiar with. And also the IC3 record with Skep and recently the Skengman with Stormzy, which then had Chipmunk responding to Stormzy's verse. But the whole thing is... I think that the 10,000 Tears with Ed Sheeran, if that don't go... like That could go number one. That That's the type of record where I think with the singing, it's got Get Singing, it's got Ed Sheeran who... This is rapping as well is is it's amazing, man. It's an amazing record. I would um, love to see a ghetto you from East London get a number one, man. Let's go, gets. Let's get that number one, man. Let's go, let's go. Yeah, but if you're not familiar with it, uh get downloading, get streaming, go supporting, and obviously go check out his earlier projects and YouTube. I would recommend YouTube in his Risky Roads Freestyle, which I think a lot of people made a lot of people in the rap world and outside of grime sit up and think rah this kid is bananas like when he does that freestyle outside of the house uh for risky roads and um and from there he's just gone just just skippy with it what's nice about this project as well it's got a balance of not just a mint like it is a million bars obviously but there's he slows it down it's like he's talking to you in some records um the, hook, the choruses are good. The hooks are good, catchy in some regard. And the flow, the way it flows from, from one record to the end. So, you know, like almost like um like an LP where some extra part of the record will play and then it will go into the next part of the record. It has that with with uh, with this. There's a bit where Dizzy Rascals, there's a there's an audio snippet from a Dizzy Rascal interview and he's like, yeah, I know Getz, I know, you know, through the nasty crew and the new and lot. And then at the end of that record, it's got a bit of Dizzy's verse from... Uh, just I can't remember what it's called, but um, chopped in and out, and it's blended in, and it's got other bits where it's like a gets verse about stealing a car, about stealing cars, and it's got some of his old lyrics, and then it's got a conversation with his mum who said he was on stage when he was young at church, and it's got a conversation with a girl who's saying, "Oh, you're mugging me off." So it's just rather than an album of just records, it's an album of feelings and flows, and it's 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 well put together, man. So that's what I like to see. It's a good journey. You could play it. And it could keep running and keep running type of thing. No, whatever. Like you made it sound like this is a very well crafted album, and you gassed me. I'm so excited to get it. I'm gonna start downloading it right now, and I'm gonna be. This is gonna be the soundtrack to my weekend. I'm gonna bang this out all weekend. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah. So I'm glad we jump started on that, man. There's a lot of music, man. It's been really positive. I think. Uh, what else come out? Slow Tire had an album out that went number one as well. Apparently, it got like a number one. Um, I've 
only just known the record with Skepta. I don't know if you've seen the video, but basically they did a homage to loads of classic horror films uh, with Skepta. So there's a record called Cancelled, and then they're playing out scenes from um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Freddy and other things like that while they're doing the video. So the video's dope. That sounds illy. Um, talking about dope video, there, there was a Gets video, uh, the Skangman video with um, Storms. Mm. Did you catch that? I did, yeah, I've seen it, yeah. Yeah, that's that's hard. That That is a very hard video. So hopefully the rest of the videos from this album will be on that level as well. All but the visuals. Dope. Yeah, all of it. Just going back to the Gets, yeah, all the visuals. Like he did a, there's a, there's a, rec, the record with gigs is basically filmed as if it's a Graham Daly, Daily Duppy. So you know the, the Graham Daly Daily Duppies where they're freestyling and then loads of words pop up on the screen and pictures pop up on the screen with the like yellow and black background. Mm. They've done that with this gigs record called Crud. So they've taken that concept of a Daily Duppy and put it as an actual video, even though it's not a Daily Duppy. Well, it is, but it isn't. It's an, you'll, yeah, you'll, it's, it's, like, it's like their own version of Daily Duffy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, you'll get what I mean. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it sounds good, man. Good all the visuals have been sick. Even the No Mercy, the do-do-do-do-do. We pass salute. And Back Row G, who's a... <laughs> Back Row G, man, he's just energy. He's like the new Temps. Like, you know where Temper T had that energy from jumping on a record and just getting everyone gassed and the ad-libs? Mm-hmm. This Back Row G guy, I think he's from, he's from East. I think he's from Newham. I think he's Congolese... But uh, originally, but over here, and he's doing his thing, and he's just gassed, super gassed, super like energy. So t- it's not for everyone's ear. You might think, what the bloody hell is he saying? But yeah, it's definitely, definitely a vibe, definitely a vibe. Um, yeah, lots of good music, man. Lots of good UK music. The the slow tie thing went number one. I don't really, I've not really listened to that, but big him up. Um, this guy you might like. I know you, I know you like. Um, do you like A Star? He's from he's from Liverpool. He dropped a he dropped a tape, Scousmatic Free. Never heard of him. I just uh, A Y S T A R. He jumped on the Gigs album, the Landlord album. He was like, I think he was the Scouser rapping on that, and they went on tour with him. And he's mm. got and he's got sounds familiar when he yeah, you yeah you like that. Yeah. I reckon you've definitely least seen or heard a bit of him, but he's dropped a tape, and that is it's solid, man. It's solid, and it's good to see Liverpool representing. Like you see, Birmingham. Obviously, with a stronghold, Manchester stronghold, and then not so much from Liverpool, um, other than who else is out of Liverpool? Scouse, Trapping Trims, and you've got Lee Scott. Oh, and there's a few like sort of UK rap people, but in terms of what's, what's popping in the trap and other things, you've got this A Star guy. So he's good, man. He's chilled, he's cheeky, and he's got a couple of big productions with Distortion. Gigs is on there. Uh, Digger D's on there's a good record with Digger D, so yeah, check that out. But the Scouse, yeah, 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 it looks like he's got uh, three of these Scousematic projects, so he's been putting in work for a while now, building up a good name for himself. And um, and it's it's good company that you're saying that he's keeping, you know, if he's rolling with Digger D and he's rolling with gigs. Um, I think Digger D is definitely one of the top Graham, Graham, one of the top drill rappers right now. And yeah. um, if A-Star's kind of keeping that kind of company, then either he's one of the tops or he's on his way to becoming one of the tops as well, you know? Yeah, I think he's one of them ones where he's getting a cult following and probably where he's been caught up in other extra uh, curricular activities, shall we say. <laughs> um, he's probably not focusing on as much as the music as you would like, but now 
there's so much money and investment in the music in, in 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 our music in the uk music that it makes sense for these guys who are on the road to to focus on music and make it happen especially he's gone on tour with gigs he's you know so you're seeing the power of tours you're seeing the power of merchandise you're seeing the power of, of touching your fans so people like him uh people like freddo which we'll talk about in a second because he drops off it people like pot of paper people like nines that whole um shotters you know people that, that used to shot that now rap or they rap about shotting can, can we still call it road rap nah i don't think so Why i don't not? think so uh well you could say all rap well mm, i think that road rap was a time where it was uh joe black it was k coke it was early gigs it was um uh c was it guys from brixton Jaja Sose, that sort of slower, um, not Americanized, but definitely slower type, grimy rap from the streets that, that weren't backpack rap. So it was either you was backpack, low life, task force, jest, why not? Or you had this road rap, um, you know. So I think it's just evolved from that. They just, you know. Does that make sense? Kind of. You're kind of saying it's evolved from, like, you know, the road rappers like, you know, K. Cole. Um, it is still road. It is still rappers from the road. But I think now there's a bit more. It's evolved in terms of like there's, there's higher production value. The videos are, uh, are bigger. They're, they're rapping about sort of other things, getting money still. But it's not just as greasy as it used to be. Like the road rappers just. I don't know. When I listen to these these drillers these days, man, they're talking a lot about chef and man up. Yeah, but this is drill. That's drill, though. That's not like the road rap, innit? it? This is drills his own entity. Drills like. The, Does it have to be separate? Can't 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 it be in the same kind of family? Like, yeah, it's in the same family. Like, you know, it's like yeah. a younger cousin. Drill is like the little nephew or the little cousin to to Graham Rap Bashman in terms of production and then delivery and flow. If you know what I mean, like you got the mm. dances, you got the production, the the, the hi hats. Um, I'm specifically focusing on the rappers though, like because the whole style that drill rap, like I'm yet to hear a drill, a UK drill love song or <laughs> a UK drill. Oh, I heard one. Hold, yeah, go on. You, a sorry, UK yeah. drill, like you know, uh, you know, like a reminiscent. Oh, back in the day when we were all having fun. You know, at the barbecue when we were kids and blah blah blah. Like I'm yet to hear drill take it to that place. So that's kind of why I see it coming from that. You know, when Grime was in his infancy and um, and that kind of road rap kind of aspect of maybe hip hop culture. Um, so I kind of see drill UK drill. I'm not so sure about you know the US drill in Chicago. I don't really follow that scene to be honest. But the UK drill, I, I kind of see it as being you know a part of like you know the road rap scene that we have over here in the UK, just mm. with maybe a different style of production. Mm, I think it's different. I think it's different, like a different subgenre. If you want to, definitely, know. definitely, it's definitely like you say. There's definitely a flow pattern. You hear a drill flow pattern. You hear a drill type beat. But I think a lot of the content is pretty much the same. And somebody who was somebody say like Benny Banks, who was doing what you might call a hip hop style of rapping, um, or you might call him a road rapper, 
Benny Banks could jump on a dual beat and it's like an effortless transition. Even like on Chip's new album, Chip's jumping on some dual beats and it's like an effortless transition because yeah, he's, you know, yeah. he comes from that kind of road rap kind of sound. Chip's, who, no, Chip don't. I think he, I think he like. Chip's Graham. Chip was come from the Graham. Yeah, Chip, Chip's but, a mic man. But, Chip. Yeah, but he kind of transcends like coming, man. He's, he's done tracks with Movado, like he's done Brashman, he's done Graham, he's done like, hip-hop type of tracks as well he can rap on anything and his actual image like his actual style the way he comes across he comes across like a road man that raps hence the where i give them the phrase road rap no i don't i, I don't know i don't think he does i don't think i don't think he does and he's even said he, he's not road like he doesn't give that across as like he never used to shot he'd, he just did music i think yeah but selling selling has really got nothing to do with being road selling what do you mean you can be just standing on the side of the road and be a roadman. Nah, man. You know, you, we, you and I know. <laughs> come on, man. You and I and our listeners who know, when you say a roadman, we know exactly what we're talking about, the type of uh, character, uh, yeah? I think, I think you've got a different definition. I think maybe you're confusing or maybe your definition of a roadman is just different to what mine is. Isn't it? I'm saying a, a road, right, let's cl- right. my definition of a roadman is a goon who's on the road, who's on crud, who's... Who's just a crew like just a goon basically? That is my like, we've all that's a road man. That's goon, someone right. on the roads. Do you have to be a shotter to be a road man? You don't have to be, right. but okay, it's, so we've ruled that out. You don't have to be selling anything, yeah? Well, you see, you, you'll be set, you, you'll definitely be hustling, selling something, or robbing something, or why, why, eating because that's what for me, that's what you come, that's the roads. That's like you're a road man, you're you know, not just we're chilling on the roads. You know, you and I could be standing on the pavement, and that makes us roadmen. No. See, I think I think this is it's a misconception because, to me, being a road, being a person from the road, just means that, you know, like that old saying of being street, and being streetwise, and being from the street, that kind of thing. It's just a different word. It's road, and for me, road is culture. It's like you know the clothes that you wear and the slang that you speak. You know, to some extent, maybe it's the area that you come from. As soon as you say, I come from Hackney, people think, oh, yeah, he's road. You know what I mean? Because you, you come from ends that are associated with being road, you know? So, yeah, but, okay, so what's that associate? So that association with being road, what is that association then? Is it negative? Is it criminal? Is it like I suppose, you're I suppose there is a negative connotation to being a road man. There is a, an aspect of criminality there because there are a lot of people that you would describe as being a roadman who are criminals. But I also would say there are a lot of people who are roadmen who are not criminals. There are a lot of people who are musicians who is still a roadman, yeah? Like someone like Wiley, I would say Wiley's a roadman, yeah? Wiley's not out drumming people's yards and, 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 and selling drugs and stuff like that. He's just rapping. He's just a musician. But he's road, yeah? It's just like Chip. Just like um, Manga. Just like... A hundred and one different types of personalities that we have in in music and culture. Even um, who else? Is, probably one of the most famous roadmen in the country has got to be uh, Big Nasty. Tell me, Big Nasty's not a roadman. See, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't. For, for, for me, for my definition, I wouldn't say he's a road. I wouldn't say he's a roadman. I say he's from the. He's from the streets. He's in the streets, and he's like. Brought up in street he's from culture, the roads, but man, he's from the road. As, as soon as you see a man building up a suit, 
Yeah, that, that, that's yeah, that's different than the being me, a road that's, that's, man. That's, that's that's part of road culture. You, I used to we used to build up zoots on the street. I wouldn't say I'm a road man. I used to build up if, zoots walking or yeah. If you're standing on the street building up a zoo, like you're wearing a hoodie or you got a tracksuit on and you got some one tens on, you know. Uh, no, nah, I just say the street culture. That's, that's, that's just the that, culture that we're in. Yeah, that, that. But somebody could call you a road man. Somebody could say, "Yeah, he's a road man." And I'd be like, like hey. "Filling his suit, smoking his weed." <laughs> you know what I mean? All right, all right, all right, all right. Well, this is, this, this is, I mean, this is interesting, and obviously everyone has their opinion, but um, different opinions. But what I would say is, we we had one of our guests, right? We interviewed. Uh, shout out to L, L English. Lintonius, whatever he's calling himself these days. Um, but he came on our podcast and he said, you know, I was a road man. I was smoking weed and I was on road, hanging around on road all the time. So I was doing all of that. I'm what you would consider a road man. Okay. That's what he considered. I mean, everyone's got their own things. I think we're agreeing similar, but we're just saying it in different ways, if that makes sense. So they are from the streets because it's, this is music, street culture. But in terms of our definitions of road rap... And road men are slightly different. They are from the roads. The streets and the roads is exactly the same thing. It's just a different word. Okay, okay. Let's move on. We got. <laughs> <laughs> this is a road podcast. So. I want to move on. Like we we either got to agree to disagree or we got to agree that because I because this is something I feel strongly about. Yeah, I feel that being from the road doesn't mean that you're a criminal. It just means that you're from a particular culture. Yeah. You're a road man because you're always on the road, man. You know what I mean? I hear what you're saying, and I don't, I don't disagree with that. I'm just saying my interpretation and other people, how that I've come into contact with views of the, being a quote-unquote road man is negative, as opposed to being in the streets or from the streets and growing up around it. You know, you could, you could be from the streets, go up around the streets, and then have a doctrine. Uh, be a teacher, be a chef, own your own business. That's great. That's fine. That's what, you know, we, we, we grew up in the culture of it, you know. As uh, far as I'm concerned, Nile Ranger. Um, Nile Ranger, man, Drew for Nile Ranger. You know, he just uh, signed for South End. Go on, go on. <laughs> Shout out to Ranger. Um, Biggest waste of talent, man, had it all. Marcus Rashford. Waste, man. Um, With all due respect. He, uh, who else? There's loads. Rashford might not be from the roads. I, I, as far as I'm concerned, Marcus Rashford is a roadman. Hey, do you know what someone tweeted? Someone tweeted that Southampton. You know when Southampton got spanked by Man United, like nine nil, whatever. They said they said Southampton was so poor that game that Marcus Rashford gave him a free school lunch. Thanks, <laughs> 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 still. That is killer. Um, uh, you know who else is a roadman? Kieran Tini. And the reason I say that. It's because when he came to the club, he's dressing a certain way. And, you know, we've got Hector Bellerin, our, our, our local fashion expert. He's just done a deal. He, with he's, he, yeah, 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 yeah. I might go cop some um, Hector Bellerin co-signed garments. And Hector Bellerin said to Kirantini, you are a roadmap. There's actually an interview. Maybe I could dig it out and share it on the social. But yeah, there's but I'm, not, I'm not going by what where, Hector where he Bellerin says. But Hel- Hector Bellerin. And, and, um, and Kieran's Kieran, like, what? Uh, and he goes, no, nah, that's what you are, bro. You're a road, bro. Like, that Kieran didn't even know what, it, what he's talking about. Listen, Hector Bellerin, yeah, can't even take a throw on, bro. Man's a, <laughs> man needs to go and eat some carrots and lettuce and sit down with his vegan self, bro. But 
Kieran Tierney's a roadman. Kieran Tierney's like going to be the future Arsenal captain and Scotland captain, other than Andrew Johnson, Andy Johnson, otherwise. But he's he he is sick. He is sick. All right, listen. I think we're gonna to have to. Oh, my phone. Sorry. He's wearing Stole Island hoodies and that. Yeah, he's wearing fitted hats and he's going to work with a fucking Tesco's bag. If that ain't road, then I don't know what the fuck road is, bro. Yeah, that is that is that is pretty road. Um, Fredo, would you say he's road? Money can't buy happiness. He dropped a tape. Um, I think the biggest record from there was Money Talks with Dave. I do like it when he when he hooks up with Dave. Interesting collaboration. Big up Santan Dave. Uh, Fredo, you know what you're getting with him. Just basically drug talk and flashy diamond and designer talk. Um, but there is, So that's decent. And there's a record on there with Pop Smoke uh, and Young Ads, which is good because Pop Smoke obviously tragedy that he passed so That's anything with him anything with him um so definitely check out northwest london's finest fredo money can't buy happiness there's a lot of music man it's been really positive i don't know what have you been listening to are you sort of have, really? has it, we ain't even talked about a chips album yet which leads us nicely onto chips album snakes and ladders there we go what did you think of it Honestly, like I think everybody that listens to this podcast know that I'm a huge Chip fan. Chip, massive salute. If you listen to this, man, come talk to us one day, man. We'd love to talk to you about your music, man. Because I ain't got nothing but respect for this guy. Honestly, I think when he like raps, I know he had an album called League of My Own. But I think that's for a reason, man. Because when he raps, like he really is in a league of his own, man. He's sick, bro. And this album, Snakes and Ladders, for me, it just kind of underlines his status as, you know, arguably the best lyricist that we have, like, in the mainstream over here in the UK. Um, definitely one of the most talented rappers out. Like, he slides between genres on this album, kind of like how you're saying Getz would have done. I feel like if you're going to say Getz is one of the best, you got to put Chip up there in that same conversation. And um, he doesn't actually have... I wouldn't say there's there's as many features on this, like standout kind of features that kind of um, jump out at you, like what maybe the Getz album did have. But there are big ones. There is mm. like, there's a track with Dizzy Rascal and JME on there. Me personally, I didn't really like it. Like it wasn't my favorite track. It more sounded like a, it more sounded like a JME type of track. Um, like I was sort of a bit catchy and, and maybe a little bit corny, maybe. I think we um, reviewed it. Yeah, we, we spoke about it a few episodes ago. Uh, it's the fire, isn't it? We, uh, did we talk about that? Ignite. Yeah, we did. I think we spoke about it with um, Ryan. That Just that record, though, not the album. Okay. I don't recall that discussion, to be honest with you, man. But, um, okay. Um, you know, he's got Heady One on there, Bugsy Malone. I like seeing him work with Bugsy Malone after they had beef. Like, it's kind of nice to see them, you know, put their differences aside, like, Grow up, grow up. The, the tune's actually called Grown Flex. So mm, it's, it's like a like, garage. Is it a garagey type? Exactly, garage. like a throwback yeah. kind of old school house and garage kind of vibe going on there. And the fact that they made a song called Grown Flex, it kind of lets you know that they're putting their differences aside. They've grown as men and, you know, they're, they're on the Grown Flex and all that. And I hope that the beef that Chip has with Stormzy one day, maybe years from now, they can do a Grown Flex tune together, you know? Um, and he's got a heady one on there he's got Mostack on there Movado on there that tune with Movado is one of our favourites on the album man that tune absolutely bangs I think it's amazing um, it's just great music absolutely great music yeah uh, with that kind of I like that Bashman kind of vibe on the production and 
the swag that Movado has, the way he just kind of drips on the chorus, man. He's dope. And the bars as well, like Chip, like, I don't know. He's one of these guys that I just relate to more than most. Like, when he says stuff, man, like, I'm just like, yo, he's sick, bro. No, definitely. He's, well, there's a few things. I definitely think he's had, like, a resurgence or, like, um, like he hasn't gone anywhere off the strength of League of My Own and... When Don't go beats. anywhere. <laughs> I wonder... I think he's doing delivery, that guy, that birdie guy, or birdie. Oh, uh, imagine he turned up on your door doing delivery. <laughs> Someone filmed him, actually. He must be thinking, oh, what a, what a fall from grace, like... No, I mean, he had a five minutes of fame. He did his best to rinse it. He did a song. They put him in a Lamborghini and all sorts. Cleaned I wonder, him up, put him in a suit. <laughs> I wonder how much he made from that, man. I wonder how much he made from that. <laughs> I think it was more just hype, to be honest. Yeah, of course. Yeah, viral moments. But the chip thing, sorry, just to go back, where he... All right, he was like the golden child. He'd come through, like, Wiley handpicked him along with Ice Kid and um, Little D, and he was doing his thing, had some grand bangers. Then he got signed. Then he went commercial. Then he sort of got out of his deal and he sort of not got shunned from the grind scene, but had to work twice as hard. And he's put himself back in a position where he, you know, he's independent as well. I think he said, like he tweeted that the album went number five in the charts or in the top 10 and it was independent as well. So to do that off your own back and the money you make, well done to him. And he's just, he's in, he, he's shown now, like he, you know, he, he's absolutely, you know, clotted off Stormzy and, and showed him like you know for anyone who had any any uh question of his of his levels and he's just come full circle where he stayed with grime now he's been true and he's just been held in high regard um so yeah no i've got i've got nothing but respect and time for him and there, there's a good interview out there that he done recently where he's talking about sort of maintaining uh your your energy and everything while in the industry because he's been in it for a minute, man. He's he's been in the scene for a while, and, and people forget that. You know, he's still quite young. Well, he's just turned thirty, I think. Yeah, um, that was a great interview. And also, like he to celebrate his thirtieth birthday, he did that daily duppy. That was hard. Another, yeah, that was hard. Yeah, another ode to Graham Daly, which I think you know, I think really that they deserve that kind of um, mm. celebration and that kind of nod to say that you know you've done something big for our culture, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna pay homage to you guys. Um, mm. So, yeah, no, shout out to, to everybody um, paying their respects, man. Give me respect where it's due to Grand Daily, man. Yeah. There is, um, there's a lot of features on the Snakes and Ladders, which I didn't really clock until sort of gone through the track listing again. Um, the Grown Flex, which you spoke about earlier with the Bugs and Malone, I like that more than the Notorious record. And I like how the Garage vibe is coming back again. So the House and Garage vibe that we grew up raving to, now it's gone full circle where artists are spitting on it. And obviously AJ Tracy... Uh, had a few records, and I think it popped with Labrook Grove. Getz has got a garagey type record on his project. The the Chipmunk one's got it on his, and um, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of solid records on there, a lot of solid tracks. Snakes I've got and to say, I do like the way Bugsy Malone is moving, you know, because he's got his label now, and he's he's putting on other artists, and he's doing so much for the scene and for the culture. Uh, so just shout out to Bugsy Malone, man. I rate him, man. And especially after he had that fierce beef with Chip, he, he came all the way down to London, came all the way down from Manchester, and shot a video in Chip's own ends to go from that level of disrespect to actually. <laughs> being able to break a bread with a man years later and stuff like yeah yeah outside. No, I, I rate him i rate him i rate him outside outside 
Chick King or whatever in uh, in Tottenham. Now that was a good move, man. Everything he did there was sort of, you know, you got a guy at the top. That's classic Grime though, to go to go and take people's heads off. And we like we like that. Um, just moving on, Grime. I know Wiley's got something in the project. I just seen on Twitter that he's been sort of active with people in the studio with Morph. Obviously, we had a interview with producer engineer Morpheus. Go check that out. Many many years ago, episode on the podcast, and I know Wiley's been grafting away. So on the Grime Flex, we like to see that. Um, big up Skillet. I got to find our guy Skillet, who we've had on both podcasts. He's dropped a new record as well. And he's grafting. You know, he's on the BT Sports advert as well. I wouldn't be surprised to see the ambassador all up in the adverts, man. Um, He did one. He did a Liverpool advert a while ago, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, yeah, he did. Where he's um, jumping around on the sofa. Mm. Yeah, That's I mean, he, come on, man. He's so multi-talented. He's an actor. He's a presenter, a musician. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him pop up anywhere. I'm fully expecting one day to see him sitting next to Graham Norton on that couch because we had that conversation about people maybe not having the personality or the likability to go there, but he's one that does have that. He's got that star potential. He's a star already. He's not even potential, man. Shout out to Skillet. Bigger, bigger up, bigger up. Yeah, and um, the ambassador is the actual record as well. So definitely go check out at Skillet Worlds. Yeah, I know you did that. You worked it well. Big up Skillet doing that music and big up K Knight as well, his brother who is featured on the My Old Droog project. Uh, My Old Droog out of New York and uh, K Knight out of Wolverhampton has a beat on there. So it's good to see UK, US link up and big things. Big things are gone. Are you saying that Droog has got a new project out? I have yes. Um, I don't I'm really know. actually really disappointed. That I didn't know that. I just haven't really been looking for new music recently, have I? Shocking. Drew is one of, one of the guys I like to listen to, and yeah, Kena well, is one of the guys I like to listen to. I, I like seeing out. that collaboration, man. That's dope. Check it out. I don't think you definitely like that. Uh, I think that's it for music. Unless you've been listening to anything else. Just looking um, for my hopes. There's so much to go through. I've been listening to. Um, to be honest with you, I've been checking out radio shows a bit more recently. I've been checking out um, Sir Spyro. I listened to his Grime show the other day. Nice. Um, I've listened to been listening to Kenny Allstar. He's been getting it in with the with the drill, and uh, he plays a range of of rap music as well. And he puts on a lot of new artists as well. He like mm. he takes pride in breaking artists, which is is something that I find quite unique. I don't think there's another DJ I've listened to that really seems to take pride in breaking artists. Like, you know, a lot of the times, a lot of DJs come on, a lot of DJs out there, they just play what's popping, innit? They play the most popular songs um, or they have a playlist or whatever, but he just seems to be just putting people on, man, giving people a a career, you know, with the platform he's got. So much, 100% much respect to um, Kenny Allstar. Um, Fredo dropped his Money Can't Buy Happiness album um, Haven't really listened to it Not gonna lie to you I downloaded it And then I think I did You know when you do the pre-order Like it's not out yet And you download it And then You kind of download other stuff And it gets in the way And then it gets pushed down And you don't see it When it actually drops <laughs> um, So I wanted those happen to me I haven't listened to it yet But I will check that out um, Although there was a single Which was I think it was produced by Dave Right? Yeah, that um, the money, 
The money talks. Mm. And why are there men still talking? Yeah, it's just a cla- it's, it's like an extension of the um, Freaky Friday, like, and of all your man them skating. It's just, yeah, it's, it's this classic Fredo and Dave. And, um, yeah, nothing to... I think with Fredo, it's nothing that will blow you away with his delivery or what he says, but it's just solid. So, and he's just maintained the career of that. So, you know, big him up. Yeah, man. Um, What I like about Fredo is, like, like, I guess you could focus on the negatives, which I think uh, we've had Ryan on here and, and, he had, and he had a few negative opinions about Fredo before. But I think what I take from, from artists like Fredo is authenticity. You know, like he talks about going inside and he talks about, you know, um, the pain of, of not having good relationships with people and, you know, how people change when you have money and, and how it's lonely at the top and all these kind of things like he, he puts a bit of heart and soul into his music it's more than just the bragging and boasting and i've got these designer clothes and i've got these 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 nice bits of jewelry like you know and that element is there and that's on the surface level but there is there is a deeper level to him as well i i wish he could show it more often that more vulnerable side to him because i do think he's talented he has got a talent and he's nice with what he does man um so yeah shout out to Fredo man yeah those tracks are sort of opening up I think the first record My Mistake uh, The Mistakes is, is definitely good I, I prefer him on that when he's sort of being a lot realer um, than the flashy shit because it's alright but uh, no yeah solid project go check it out um, music wise Tiny Desk I don't know if you saw the Rick Ross Tiny Desk concert and it had uh, Alex Lacazette as a backup singer did you see that you're absolutely <laughs> killing it, man. No, 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 no. How have I not even heard about that? This is so, so I only saw it because um, one of the backup singers looked like Lacazette, but with pink hair or purple hair. But they were killing him because they're saying he ruined BMF and um, some of his singing was a bit was a bit uh, was a bit off, shall we say? And he was and he was going too hard. <laughs> you know the singers that are going too hard. I didn't yeah. think it was too bad. Some bits I thought, oh, all right, you're forcing it a bit, but um. Rick Ross, definitely one of my favourite artists, and the Tiny Desk was was amazing with the live band. This dropped three days ago at the time of recording. You are killing it. You are like right, your finger right on the pulse right now, man. My finger's right on the phone. Do you know why? Because I'm feeding my daughter in one hand, and then when she's trying to get her settled, and I, and then she's burped, and then I'm trying to sort of get her to sleep or just focus on her. Then I've got the phone in the other, and I'm just looking at I'm looking at what's popping or just watching things here and there. This is something I probably would have seen in like three weeks. (laughs) (laughs) It would have become, yeah, yeah, it would have been moved on since then. Well, the concept of Tiny Desk is is sick. So artists performing, I think Wu-Tang, well, everyone's done one pretty much. Um, It does look a bit like Alex as well, (laughs) (laughs) Watch it, man. It's it's decent. And obviously Rick Ross is just flawless with it. Obviously one of the best. just big record after big record. And it's it's real good to see the, the band playing as well. Yeah, for anybody that doesn't know about Tiny Desk, go check them out. They have some of the best live performance videos that you can see on YouTube. You just get great music, great art, a great selection of artists, um, a few different genres, but mostly quite soulful, chilled out vibes you yeah. get in there. Like you don't really, I don't think you get rock bands. I haven't seen like a, you know, like a rock band do a Tiny Desk and, and do some hard thrashing like you know what i mean grunge or anything like that um so yeah go check oh look uh jasmine sullivan did one about a month ago as well um 
So definitely go check out NPR Music is the YouTube channel and Tiny Desk Concert is what it's called. Um, Rick Ross, I'm definitely... You're killing it, man. I'm definitely checking this one out. Um, I've been watching Colours a little bit recently. I started following him on Instagram. Oh, big up George, who did a Rice and Peas uh, Colours verse recently. But yeah, Colours is dope. Yeah, I I discovered a new artist through them called Face Soul. Mm. Um, so his here's a colors show is called through the dark um and that's going to be worth checking out did you see the colors with georgia smith and i'm going to get killed now for this because i can't remember the girl's name which probably shows so she did uh where is it quickly so georgia smith did a colors with uh any e-double-m-y n-a-n-a called peng black girls i don't know if you know the record peng black girls no but i want to know <laughs> yeah amen <laughs> so basically this peng black girls record is just obviously playing homage to to black women uh for uk artists it's a really good mm. record but then the remix has georgia smith on it mm. and colors did it and georgia smith went on it and then i think someone just tweeted georgia smith because not to objectify but she was looking you know she's looking good she's and looking it, like a peng black girl yeah 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 beyond yeah ridiculous and but then people are saying why have why is it that everyone's attention's being drawn to georgia smith the lighter of the two girls rather than the black girl um and then this whole colorism debate popped up but i just think that was bollocks because georgia smith is a global star and has a bigger name so people are going to be more drawn towards looking at that first maybe uh but yeah definitely check that out Peng Black Girls and Peng Black Girls Remix. Uh, and if you're a Peng Black Girl or a Peng Black Woman or just anyone, if you're just Peng in life, then Beer Rap and Banner, we support you and we appreciate your Pengness. And you know what? Even if you ain't Peng in life, I still shout you out anyway. I think, well, yeah, I think everyone's got some sort of Pengness to them. Something has to be Peng. Like, everyone has to have some, some any and, and even if you've got like a small iota of Pengness, you need to make that radiate and, and bring that to the forefront and make that your thing bring it out because there's people out there that have no self-esteem not even low no self-esteem they don't see the pengness in themselves so you have to try and find it you gotta look for it within you and find the thing you like about yourself the most and then bring it out accentuate it big it up and tell everybody about how peng that thing about you is bring it out bring it out it's kind of hard to talk with a barrel in your mouth <laughs> Yeah, you're paying. Everyone's paying. Leng. La 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 leng. Yeah, man. All right, boom. Moving on with music. I'm glad I spoke about that. There's so many notes. We're just flying through. We're flying through. I haven't got a time frame. Andrew was texting me like, what time you done? Because the baby's going to be stirring. I'm like... Hey, listen, it's your podcast. We're done when you say it's done. All right, I'm done. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, you wait. I need another six months. Give me 20 push-ups. <laughs> Uh, you see the Biggie documentary I haven't seen it yet Biggie I've got a story to tell on Netflix documentary is dropping very soon Netflix need to be justifying for me personally while they're upping up my subscription to £10 a month should be interesting this is dropping well the trailer dropped on February 15th which was a, just under a week ago Biggie I've got a story to tell is executive produced by the late legend's mother uh, via Wallace and Diddy and uh, it should be interesting to see what they have to say or show. I mean, people, you and I are obviously massive Biggie fans. Did we yeah. have we ever said like top three Biggie records, top three selected? Oh, let's go. 
Um, oh, geez. For me, kicking the door's got to be in there. Kicking the door. Are you going? just going top three without even thinking about it? Go. No particular order. Go. Kicking door. Within the 4-4. Um, All I heard was Papa, don't hit me no more. That's a, that's Primo, isn't it? Spooky. That's against, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a diss to Nas. I think that verse is about Nas. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Juicy, obviously. Ooh. Um, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. Genesis. When I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture it. That was when I fell in love with Piggy, man. I was like, yo, look at this guy. Like, he's so fly as well, man. Um, that sounded a bit gay, actually. Pause. Nah, no, no way, man. Don't what man. I meant was, because he had that line where he said, black and ugly as ever. However, I stay Gucci down to the sock. So that kind of let me know that he felt like he was he was had a colorism issue like he's really dark skinned and he's really ugly but he's still keeping it fly so that was kind of what made me gravitate towards him one of the things that made me gravitate towards him the fact that he felt like he was black and ugly as ever but he's still working with what he's got he's doing the most he can to maximize on his potential and make himself look mad flat. And he did. He got to the point where his style of fashion became iconic. 20, 30, maybe or 30 years after his death now, maybe 20 years later, DJ Khaled and people like that are still dressing like Biggie to this day with the Versace shirts and, 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 and like that kind of extravagant kind of big man with the extravagant, uh, style of, of dressing the, the shades and the design of clothes that all came from biggie man mm. he's peng he's he's uh he's he's um finding his inner pengness as we just said so that's two what's the third one son oh shit kicking the door juicy um and uh, oh because every track on the first album bangs this is the thing what about a Biggie collab? Is there a... Oh, man. I'm just getting so many tracks floating from my mind. <laughs> you, got you got one more. You got one more. I'm going to go with the one with, with uh, Bone Fugs, just so we got some uh, an, a big collab in there and we've got some range. It's the... It's the... It's the... It's the... Um, it's the dangerous. Ain't nobody it, is dangerous. So-called beef for you know who. Stars or two. There you go. So we've got something up tempo, we've got something chilled and laid back, and we've got like a hardcore underground banger. That, 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 that's Biggie. Yeah, man, I like that. that. That covers the whole range of what Biggie's about for me. Don't. I like it. I like it. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm sure I'm sure people listening ain't going to be mad at that either. Um, you got any cup you're going to contribute? I am. I am. I was just trying to stall. <laughs> <laughs> stall, stall squeezing it. It was I'm last gonna go, little bit of time. Go, right, I'm going to go the what? Biggie and Method Man. Oh, I see, that's a big collab. That's what I'm saying. Because I think that's, that's the world. Don't ask me for shit if you think you get you got to work hard for it. Only because oh. that's a record for me and my sister can like spit like back to back. And uh, my rock, my my sister's obviously a big. She's a big Ghostface fan, and we can spit some some Ghostface back to back. But when 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 that when the what comes on. Uh, so I, I like that one. I mean, it, that's more sentimental. Uh, I got a story to tell. It's probably. My hands down favorite record. Ooh. I've got a story to tell. Is up there, and then also I'd say, oh, it's so hard. I'm just gonna say, uh, you're nobody till somebody kills you. Ooh, that's deep. Especially because it was like at the end of life after death. I mean, there's so many. I mean, there's so many. But that's just at the free. If you if you just sort of off the top of my head but you know beer up and banner let us know where your top three selected but this documentary is going to be interesting man i mean we already know a lot about him 
we already know a lot about his life. Uh, and, and, and his death. And, it, well, you know, it's still sort of unsolved, isn't it? Is it? Is because it? The, the unsolved documentary was supposed to be a tell-all, you know, by the guy that was investigating the um, the case. Um, it, all the facts are supposed to be out in the open now. Hmm. Well, I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe someone knows something that no one else does, but uh should be interesting to see uh, what evolves from the doc of on the old Netflix. What else has been going on in the old TV world that leads us nicely onto television? Uh, Britney Spears. Did you see this frame in Britney Spears? I've not seen that. You know what? I, I literally just put that in the notes because it looked like oh. something that was going to be big. It kept popping up in my flipping uh, feed. I kept seeing it on the timeline. I was like, what is this stupid thing? But I think it could be an interesting watch because Britney Spears was obviously such a huge um, character, maybe in the 90s, maybe more in the 90s and in the noughties than she is these days. Um, but yeah, she's actually our age. Look at that. Didn't know that. Um, yeah, they done her dirty. The media done her dirty, boy. They, they really did, man. They like... They kind of painted her as like an absolutely insane, crazy chick that was doing a madness. Maybe there was a bit of a diva aspect to her. I do think when people are in the public eye like that, they can kind of play up to it a little bit and, you know, be a bit stush. And I suppose if you can walk into a venue and demand, listen, I want a private VIP area. I want pineapple juice. I want this. I want that. Then maybe you just would, innit? Because you can Mm, mm, mm. I mean, yeah. And so I think a lot of people act like that and then they get a bad reputation. Uh, but but this is supposed to be a documentary that tells us a little bit about what was going on with her, man. More docs. I should have mentioned. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye for that. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. With um, about Black Panthers with Daniel Kalua representing the UK and the Keith Stanfield. Just, just wow. quickly. To shout out the title of the Britney Spears documentary is called Framing Britney Spears. Um, and I think you can watch that on Now TV or maybe even on Sky. Sky TV. Framing Britney Spears. So it, 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 it should be interesting to see what was going on there. Because at one point she shaved off her hair and all kinds of... Whatever she was going through, some, she was going through something. And it seemed like whoever was managing her wasn't really looking out for her, wasn't really helping her, and and she looked all crazy from the outside looking in. So I'd like to know what's, what was going on on the inside, man. Sorry, you were saying... No, no, go for it, go for it. I didn't... Yeah, it'd be interesting. I mean, yeah, I wasn't the biggest Britney Spears fan, but um, let's go. Let's, oh, Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera? Oof. I'm going to go with Christina Aguilera because she did a record with DJ Premier. Yeah. Yes, she did. She also did the record with Redman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you went proper. After. I didn't even clock that she did a record with Primo. Yeah. Ain't no other man. The, 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 ain't no other man. Oh, was that Primo? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, see, it, now that I said it, if you, if you didn't know DJ Premier produced it, you would never would have thought it by listening to it. Mm. Mm, and that's nice. why I love Primo for, for doing something a little bit different like that. Yeah, right. Just uh, I haven't seen this yet. I sent a link to the 
to the WhatsApp so people can watch it. But Judas and the Black Messiah uh, film regarding the Black Panther Party. Uh, FB, uh, I, I don't know too much about, well, I know a little bit about, about the Black Panther Party, but not too much. So I'm going to look forward to watching this. It seems quite heavy. Daniel Kaluuya doing his thing. UK stand-up and the Keith Stanfield, who I really like from Sorry to Bother You and Atlanta is amazing. So, that should be interesting. Here's the thing, right? There's that alternative opinion. I like to give an alternative opinion, don't I? Please tell me if I get too close to the mic and I'm too loud sometimes. Um, I'm all over the place, moving back and forth, bobbing back and forth like a boxer right now. I'm excited. (laughs) Stick a move, stick a move. Treat Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that B.I.G. talk. Um, so here's the thing, right? There, There is an alternative opinion out there where people dislike the Marvel Black Panther franchise because they believe it's kind of rebranded or taken away from the power of those words, Black Panther, because the Black Panther party was a huge movement for the betterment for the liberation of african american citizens in the united states of america that's what black panther was supposed to mean so when people are talking about wakanda forever and they're doing all these x's and all of this shit, it kind of waters down the message behind those two words black panther um so i can see why people were sorty about it but now all of a sudden Along comes Ryan Coogler, the director of the Black Panther movies. Yeah, I say movies because the next one is in production. It's not out yet. But, Mm. um, you know, he's directed both of them. Um, He puts together a movie about the founder and the most important member of the Black Panther Party, Fred Hampton. This movie called Judas and the Black Messiah. So it's a movie about Fred Hampton being betrayed uh, and i you know i've got a book on the black panthers but i should probably read it properly man to be honest with you um and what i don't know is who betrayed fred hampton i feel like i should read the book before i watch the movie and then see if the two things correlate because when i went to new york that was the book that i bought when i was in new york um because i just I, I just thought to myself i need to get something about you know america i need to bring a little piece of america back with me man and and that was that was what I found. Um, yeah, so to be honest with you, we probably didn't need to dwell on it for this long. But, no, go for it, go for it. But I think it's an important film. One, because of the subject matter, because of Fred Hampton being a Martin Luther King, being a Malcolm X type of character that maybe hasn't got as much fame or notoriety as the other two every like probably most people would say they know martin martin luther king or malcolm x their household names of people who were instrumental in uh liberation in civil rights in sort of you know in in movements for social justice right everybody could tell you about those characters but everybody couldn't tell you about fred hampton that's why this movie is important because it, it brings him to the limelight. Um, and the other really important thing about it is, is it's the same director who has been a part of the critique of watering down the power behind the words Black Panther, right? He's responded to that by making this movie, 
Wow, which I just think is such a beautiful thing, man. It's such a beautiful... And I just think... I look at it and I think, who else could have done this movie? When I first heard this movie was coming out, the first thing I wanted to look at was who was directing it. Because mm. cause if it was directed by, say, like Steven Spielberg or someone like that, you'd think, ooh, are you really going to do this justice? Like, Steven Spielberg can do Schindler's List because he's connected to that, because he's of Jewish descent. He's connected to, you know, the Holocaust and, and the Jewish culture and the Jewish experience. He'll do that. He'll, he'll make that movie better than anyone. But who could make this movie? Ryan Coogler has to be. Ah, I'm, I'm excited to see it, man. And he's got Lakeith Stanfield in there and he's got um, Daniel Kaluuya playing Fred Hampton, I believe. This, this might be, this might just be the most important role that uh, Kalua has had to do to date. This is a, this is a huge like I'm saying. This is like a Martin Luther King. It's like a Malcolm X. Like how many actors get the privilege and the honor of portraying such an important historical figure and showing the world? Because there's going to be people that are learning about this story for the first time. Mm. They're not going to know the importance of the Black Panther Party and the good that they were doing in the community and the fight that they had for equality and for civil rights and things like this and and how important they were you know and so for daniel kluwa to be the face of that i guess as an actor that's got to be your dream isn't it like when you're going for auditions and you're first starting out as an actor you would love to be able to play like you know like a winston churchill or a hitler or just like a big historical figure you know let alone somebody that's um you know just really really seen as you know like a powerful important figure to like ah, I, I can't even explain it man I can't even explain it but there's a lot of weight I think a lot of responsibility on Daniel Kluwer's shoulders because if he balls this up which he won't but if he did balls it up man it's gonna be bad it's gonna be bad <laughs> Um, but like I, I have faith in him, man. I've, I've, um, you know, obviously I we had um, Excalibur on here, and he talked about directing Daniel Kaluuya in his Blue Orange uh, production. Mm. Um, so I, I, I went to that show and I went to see Daniel Kaluuya perform live, uh, and he was breathtaking then. Um, and since then, you know, he's had a string of movies where he's been equally breathtaking on the screen. Um, and he's just he's just that guy, man. He just goes from strength to strength, doesn't he? Fred Hampton, that's a big deal, man. Massive role, massive role, career-defining. You could even argue because it's like a hist- like you said, it's sort of these historical, these people in history, uh, films are being made about them, and they'll stand the test of times where people will obviously do their research and read up and be told about things, but also had to have it in pop culture is is equally important and to give a good reflection of it i'm looking forward to watching it i need to sort of well i won't be watching it anytime soon because obviously to get a two hours to myself for <laughs> will be impossible but definitely um definitely i'm looking forward well, to that i'm man. saying imagine getting the chance to play like a nelson mandela or something like that come yeah, it's on massive. it's massive that's it's something massive. like you know what i mean when you pass away and, and and people look back on your work and what you've done that's the kind of roles they're looking at. Nobody ain't going to care about no character from fucking Wakanda, bro. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, nobody ain't caring about, like, oh, you did some action movie and you was crawling around on the floor shooting your guns and whatever. It's these kind of roles that are important. Like, this is the kind of movie that could be shown in a school years from now. 
Do you know what I mean? In a history class. Like, remember we had Miss Miss Hyson or Hyson for whatever her name was. And she used to put on the odd movie from time to time and school the kids about things that happened. You know, Daniel Kalua is going to be the face of that, man. Certainly just, hope. You certainly I'm hope. I'm just happy to see it, bro. I'm happy to see it. I think it's going to be a great movie. I want everyone else to go out there and watch it. It's called... Thunderclap, I forgot the name of it. Judas in the Black Messiah. <laughs> <laughs> I waffled so much. You didn't know, man. <laughs> this is talk, talk your shit. Talk your shit. <laughs> nah, listen, it's important, man. And it's um, it's good to see... Good to see him going from strength to strength and these type of films being made and also being pushed and you know that would be good yeah i don't know i'm gonna watch it i don't know too much about it i know he was assassinated uh, and they say you know he's assassinated by the police by the fbi but um you know be interesting to see man especially in the current climate as well um which is still an issue obviously with black lives matter and racial equality and people getting you know uh, racially abused, which we don't support. Uh, William got racially um, abused on online, didn't he? Leading up to the game at Benfica, and he posted it and he and he shared that. So, uh, love music, hate racism, and definitely check out the Black Panther film with Daniel Kaluuya, amongst other people. And big up Cal for speaking on it. There's a Nipsey Hustle and Jay Z record linked in with that, I think which I heard the other day, which was sounding ridiculous. Again, I, I heard that through Kenny All-Star, man. He, he's, he's breaking new music, man. He's not playing what's popping. He's playing what he thinks is dope. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I heard that on his show, and I was like, yo, this is bananas. It actually just sounds like timeless classic hip-hop, man. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Anything with Nipsey, we welcome. And Jay, obviously, the best. So anything with the, the greatest MC of all time on there, we welcome. I was hoping there was going to be, like, more of it, man, like like a collab EP or... Cause like, did you hear that Eminem bought um, the rights to Tupac or whatever and he made a Tupac album? No, I didn't. Years ago, innit? That was years ago. Um, but there must be like loads of Nipsey verses like on a hard drive that somebody can buy the rights of and they can make like an album. And to hear like a Nipsey and Jay-Z collab album, man, that would be dope. Definitely, definitely. Anything with Nipsey on it. I know the uh, the album, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, so the soundtrack, it's got uh, her on there, it's got Nas, Blackfall, it's got Rhapsody and J.I.D., B.J. the Chicago Kid, Lil Durk, mm. um, Pooh Shiesty, who's a new guy that I've, I've, I've heard about, who's a bit like um, Gucci Mane. He's a bit like Gucci Mane from, from the South, this guy called Pooh Shiesty. Uh, it's got Dom Kennedy, heavy, a big fan of Dom Kennedy, Sir, uh, loads of people, man, ASAP Rocky, Rakim, bloody hell, De- definitely check this soundtrack out, I'm not, I'm going to download that now, so that's only just come out, obviously, tied in with the album. Hell yeah, um, let's, let's get that, can I give you a little bit of uh, hip-hop trivia here? Um, go for it, go for it. So, we've got Loyal to the Game which is the ninth studio album and fifth posthumous studio album by Tupac Shakur. Yeah. It contains remixes of previously unreleased music recorded by Shakur before his death in 1996. And it was released on the 7th of December, 2004. The album was mainly produced by Eminem 
and the album debuted at number one on the US Billboard 200 chart and was certified platinum by the Recording Industry Association of America. Wow. Totally went over my head that one. Didn't 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 clock that, but yeah. Ah, there was a lot of controversy at the time, man. There was like hating. Really? Yeah, because because Tupac was like a a, a pro black, was like a Fred Hampton kind of a figure in in rap music, and then a white man bought his the rights to his his music when he died. So there was a lot of of pro black kind of characters that were obviously opposed to Eminem owning the rights to Tupac's music, and then having a platinum album that Eminem makes money from. Um, but obviously fans want to hear that stuff, don't they? Um, and um, you know. It's interesting, isn't it? I, I might have to go back and listen to it again. I was never the biggest fan of Eminem's production. So I, when I first heard that it was happening, I thought, this is going to be dead. Um, but you know, look, Elton John's on there. Uh, there's a track with G-Unit on there. Nate Dogg is on there. Jamie hmm. Kiss. Dido. Obi Trice. So, yeah, I might have to give that one a miss. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say anyone that really... Maybe old Obi Trice, but didn't say anyone else that, that that jumped out of me. Even even Tupac and Eminem, I'd be like, yeah, I'll give that a skirt skirt. Maybe early Tupac, but yeah. Um, so that leads us nicely on. What are we doing for time? I'm conscious. I've got to go get the baby. I'm well over an hour, man. To be honest with you, I'm ready to roll. If you yeah, this 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 wrap this up. All I'm gonna say is, um, yeah, man. Big up everyone for listening. Uh, Hit us up on at Beer at Bants, at Podcast Play On. Obviously, the two podcasting platforms that you're getting every week, every Monday morning to your ears. Uh, obviously, check us out. Share. Go tell a friend to tell a friend. And, yeah, man, just stay safe during the pandemic. No matter where you're listening around the world, we really appreciate you. Hit up on the socials. And, yeah, that's it. And buy Bitcoin. <laughs> Be like Elon Musk and get on it. Get on the gold rush because, boy... Things are about to take off in the next 10, 20 years. Trust me, daddy. Um, also, make sure you go and watch Cobra Kai. Mm, done it, people, done it. People from our generation are going to love that. Uh, it got a bit silly towards the end, though, I felt. Uh, I'm only in the second season, so uh, I can't tell you about how far it degrades. But so far, so good for me, man. It's I'm good, right? Banter. It's, it's cheesy, kind of like throwback 80s type of banter. It is good. Um, it is good. Yeah, it is good. It's um, no, I liked it as well. Yeah. Um, it no, it is good throughout. The third season's good as well, but um, just a little bit silly towards the end. But that's what I suppose that's why we like it. Cobra. Yeah, I, I dressed up as Cobra. I dressed I, up as Daniel Son once for a, for a house party, and uh, my mates dressed up as Cobra Kai. That was pretty sick. Yeah, you must have loved that. Mm. That's been a good laugh. Um, yeah. Um, well, shout out to the Gorilla Glue girl. Oh my god! Apparently, she um she ended up with a blue tick, blue tick verified celebrity after that stunt she pulled. Uh, um, so if anyone doesn't know, there was a girl that was <laughs> putting a glue in her hair to kind of like style the hair. I'm not sure in the details whether it was she, a mistake or yeah. It was, she she was advised to she was advised to get a certain glue to help with her weave or a lace front or whatever she was rocking, and instead of getting gorilla something hair glue she bought gorilla super glue that we all know and use so she's she's filmed herself applying this proper super glue on her hair 
and then has realised that you just fucking stupid and then her hair's like become proper hard and and sort of hurting her and like she's she's hitting her hair and it's like become like not conked but like become hardened over with the glue and she's had to go to hospital and have it you know removed and um she was in pain and it's just the just she went viral for a bit for just mm. being the girl that put super glue and not just any super glue as well. Like if you've used Gorilla glue is like the most <laughs> like if you've ever done a bit of DIY. Yeah, I not... use it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you do not want that on your fingers, man. You're just you yeah, gloves yeah. or you're gonna be very careful with it and you know. Let alone on your hair. Um, it's so embarrassing. Are you not embarrassed? That's my favourite thing to say at the minute. It's so embarrassing. You're not embarrassed. That's from Twitter. Viral moments. Anyway, yeah. So that was a bit random. It's cool, man. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Uh, don't use, don't use, don't use super glue on your hair. Mad. Definitely not. Anything else to say? Any any last words? <laughs> any, any last words? No, that's it, man. I was gonna go in on Elon Musk buying Bitcoin, but I let people just do their research on that because obviously, if Elon Musk is doing something, then people need to take note because that guy is. That guy's onto something. Technically, uh, it's not him doing it; it's his company doing it. Yeah, but he's the yeah, but he's pulling the trigger. He's 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 the face he's the, the the face behind it, and people are taking note. And he's 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 changing the market, the financial market, the uh, economy. He has so much power and weight that he even has to watch what he says. So, yeah, just, I mean, he does a lot. He has a lot of followers. Anytime he tweets something about finance, about Bitcoin. Altcoins, anything like that, prices are going to change. Get on it, get on it. That's all I'm saying. Invest your money now. Um, Louis Vuitton made a a jumper that was like linked to the Jamaican flag or whatever. That's Louis Vuitton fucking up again. But I can't afford Louis Vuitton. I don't care about Louis Vuitton. Um, <laughs> How hard is it to get the Jamaican flag right, man? <laughs> no, but why why have the Jamaican flag in the clothes anyway? Like. Now, loads of loads of people do that. I've, I've, I'm pretty sure I've bought Jamaican style trainings before, with the black, the green, and the yellow. You know, gold. It's gold, not yellow. Right, the gold. <laughs> you know, you know. Big up the Jamaicans then. Sat them out. But yeah, I mean, I, I I like the jumper though. It, it looks more like um an African country flag than a Jamaican flag, to be honest. But then sometimes, you know, when you see the Rastaman, like they'll, they'll have that. Yeah, they'll have yeah. that beaner hat with the red, gold, and green on it. So it, it that that isn't entirely Jamaica colours, is it? Because the Jamaica flag is obviously yellow, black, and green, or gold, black, black, and green, as you say, right? But the Rastaman hat has red on it. It's red, gold, and green, which is colours synonymous with Africa, and I believe that's probably why they wear it. And so maybe someone at Louis Vuitton thought. Yeah, that, like, you know, the Rastaman, they have them, the string vest, the red, gold and green string vest. They have the red, gold and green beanies. They wear a lot of red, gold and green colouring. So I'm going to do a Jamaican inspired. And everyone's like, that don't look like the Jamaican flag. What are you doing? So, uh, you know. You're charging people a thousand pounds for a 995 pound for a woolly jumper that has, it, it does look a bit, I mean, it's used the colours. They've, they've undergone a lot of criticism and it's been pulled uh maybe people are looking too much into it i don't know but it's a bit of a i don't care i can't afford it and even if i could afford it i'm not gonna buy it i'd rather buy bitcoin 
Uh, altcoins, get me. Holler at your boy. Like, it's dumb, you can't call it Jamaica jumper and not have the Jamaica flag in it. Like, Jamaica jumper. So it's like saying England jumper and then one of the colours is wrong. Do you know what I mean? Like, you've got white background and the colour of the um, the cross is blue. It's like, mm. well, that's not an England jumper in, in that style then, is it? So, looking like a Finland jumper. Did, did they call it? <laughs> did, did they call <laughs> Did they? <laughs> yeah, that's what they've done. <laughs> like, what colour is that? That's my, If you put a green star in the middle of that jumper, that's the flag of bloody, what, Senegal or Mali or something. Yeah. That ain't Jamaica. So, technically, they kind of, they, they fucked up. They got it wrong. Yeah, man. Need to sort it out. Uh, right. I'm going to say goodbye. Because, I don't know. I like the energy. It's been good energy, man, Kawa. This has been real good, real positive. Lots of music, lots of banner. Check out the TV. Um, everyone, have a blessed week. I'm going to sign off. I'm going to say goodbye for yeah. now. Qaddafi's. Qaddafi's. No, it's Qaddafi's. That's hello, isn't it? Uh, no, Qaddafi's is goodbye. Oh. Hello is salam or salam alaikum. Qaddafi's. Yeah. Okay. Bit, bit of language there as well. I like it. All right. Alvida Zain, ciao. Goodbye. Until next week, beer up and banana. Don't forget all streaming platforms, podcasting. We do this for you. We do it for the culture. We do it for the road, man. We do it for the roads. We do it for the, the podcasters. Big up. Yeah, and we out. Peace. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say, I thought you were gonna fly in there with like, banter. Nah, you wrapped it up, man. We're done. I'm gonna go play FIFA, man.